Welcome to BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network, KSL News Radio, Facebook Live on the BYU Basketball Facebook page and on Periscope via the BYU Cougars page there. So Greg Grubel with the head coach of the Cougars, Dave Rose. Good to have you all with us here at Malawi's on this Monday night. This is our second to last show of the season. We'll be on a Wednesday next week. So the Tuesday shows are done for the year, Monday this week and Wednesday next week. And then we are off to Las Vegas. So we're getting toward the end of the regular season. But Coach Dave Rose, as is now our new custom, we kind of start the show with a, with a topic that kind of floats in from just somewhere, anywhere. <laughs> and this week we're going to go with Jimmer Fredette. And 73 points Jimu. in a game for the <laughs> Jimu, the lonely god, <laughs> yeah, with a 73-point effort for the Shanghai Sharks the other night, which grabbed everybody's attention again uh, here stateside. And I guess I saw today that uh, ESPN's Outside the Lines crew has been over there uh, filming a feature that they're going to air in March on him. There's other, been other people writing about him as well. He still remains a story, and you put up 73, and you'll get back in the headlines. He's something else. It's amazing. It, and I'm just I'm really happy the fact that uh, – um, you know, he went to the D League last year and just scored points. And because for five years, people asked me the same thing. You know, what do you think? What do you think? And I, all I know is that if you play him, he will score. And I've been saying that for the last five years. And uh, the bottom line is he's flown across the world and uh, they're playing him and he is scoring. He, he is an unbelievable uh, talent as far as his ability um, you know, to get the ball in, in the basket. I, I walk into office every day, uh, and sitting right there in the, in the, the foyer is the Naismith Award, and then on our, our table in our new annex, which we need to talk about, because mm -hmm. that's why the show is on Monday night tonight, and because tomorrow. tomorrow is the open, open house for that. But you walk through that, and if you stop and look at it, you see that, you know, the name where Jimmer's on there, but then you look at all the names of the guys who have won that award over the years, and uh, it's amazing company. I mean, it's the very best of the best. I've got uh, a photo in my um, uh, in my, my office of uh, the, the, the 50, first 50 years of the NBA and the top 50 players uh, in the NBA. And a lot of those guys are on that thing. I mean, it's amazing how, uh, um, you know, how great a company that he was in with that Naismith Award. And then you look at the Wooden Award, and it's the same thing. It's the same type of name, same guys. And uh, I'm, I'm glad he's having success. You know, when I talked to him last, that was what he told me. He said, that, uh, he said you know, Coach, I just want to get back out on the floor playing and having it feel like it's supposed to feel. And for him, the way it's supposed to feel is that he's got the ball in his hands and he shoots it and it goes in and people cheer for him. And now they're mm – -hmm. I like the Jimu. We should have started that when he was here. <laughs> Jimu mania here in Provo. But he is Jimu over there in Shanghai. He's averaging around 40 points a game. There's a 73-point game. And his line, by the way, in the 73, pretty dang efficient too. I mean, 25 of 49 from the field, so 50% plus from the field, made all of his free throws, 13 for 13, 10 of 18 from three, and a few rebounds, assists, and steals as well. And so today on PTI, there's Kornheiser Wilbon, and one of the, one of the topics again is <laughs> Jimmer. He's still yeah. back in the topics. And the question is, can he make it back to the NBA? Can he get back here and do it for somebody here? And I guess the, the age-old question is, why didn't it or won't it work out for him in the NBA. Yeah, it, it might. I mean, just maybe maybe need some time. I do know one thing. He could score in that all-star game I watched last night. <laughs> that was something. I mean, that is unbelievable, isn't it? Guys just stepped back. It's it, unbelievable. It was, there was, it was just dumb, it, dumb, You dumb. wouldn't believe the looks that the other guys gave the guys when they made a steal or they actually defended. It's like, what are you it, doing? It was, like, it was time for you to go to the bench <laughs> because we're trying to get 200 here, okay? 
They fell just short. Both teams did. And it was, yeah, it, it's just an exhibition of nothing but uh, lobs and dunks. And it's uh, not real basketball, but in some ways it's real entertaining if that's what you like. Uh, Jimmer is um, in Shanghai for the end of the season. They got playoffs coming up. They're in it. It's a one-year deal, right? So he yeah. has a decision to make at that point. Well, and I have, I have you know, um, when he talked about going over there and doing it, there was a a real uh, push that the fact that he chose China one for the money was really good, but that season ended early and that uh, he kind of go on the market after he's done. Uh, I, I don't know if he's going to resign. I think that that's kind of the rumor now is that they want him back mm -hmm. and uh, you know, he can make more yeah, money. If, certainly if, if the price is right, then maybe, you know, he'll lock himself out of an opportunity back to the NBA for a year or two, but we'll see. Um, and uh, I, I just, uh, I'm happy for him. I, you know, you wish it was, a little bit easier, you know. Whitney's pregnant, and so she's here in in, in uh, the states in Colorado. And I guess uh, he was back here a few weeks ago. But uh, that part of it's probably a real struggle for him. But I, the, the the game and his career and his, the profession. I mean, it, it you know it just has to feel really good for him to show up at the gym and be on the floor and doing what he loves to do. If he were to make it back here in the NBA, it would have to be in a certain way. He's just not a six-minute-a-game guy for 30 seconds at a time, is he? I yeah. mean, you don't want to give him something that maybe people say he hasn't earned, but he, he's he got a gift. Well, and I think that that was uh, what was so special about our team his senior year was had really good players, really good offensive players that just genuinely said, okay, this is how we're going to play. We believe in what we're doing. And Jimmer had the ball in his hand a lot. And we set a lot of screens for him, a lot of pick and rolls. He took a lot of shots. Guys ran him down and rebounded him. And guys like Charles and Jackson and Brandon and Noah, I mean, those guys were, uh, were the, you know, the second, third guys. And that's the problem probably <laughs> yeah. with the NBA. I and mean, where are you going to find that team, you know, and allow him to, uh, to kind of dominate the ball like he does. But if you can find that team, he will score a lot of points. That's our Jimmer segment. Uh, we'll take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about why we are to Monday night, not a Tuesday. We'll discuss the annex, which is open for business. Guys have been using it, and now some folks are getting in to see what it's all about. We'll talk about that coming up next. We're here at Malawi's in the shops at Riverwoods in Provo for a fast, healthier, and family-friendly dining experience. Come to Malawi's Pizza and enjoy any of our gourmet pizzas, pastas, salads, and dessert pizzas located in Provo, Lehigh, and Spanish Fork. Good to see so many fans out here with us again this week. This is BYU Basketball. Dave Rose on the new Skin Cougar. IMG Sports Network, KSL News Radio, Facebook Live, and Periscope. That was last Thursday at the Marriott Center. Welcome back to BYU Basketball. Dave Rose here on the new Skin Cougar, IMG Sports Network. That was Nick Emery's hot start against San Diego. Uh, one of BYU's two games last week, a split week for BYU. Home win over the Toreros, a second win in a row for BYU. Then St. Mary's came in nationally, ranked Gales, got the Cougs on the weekend. We'll get to that in a bit. But uh, Coach Dave Rose, as we're back on, uh, we referenced in the first segment that we are a night early. We wanted to explain why that was, because tomorrow night you have a, uh, another engagement. Yeah, the open house for the Annex, which, uh, which is a, the public open house where um, we've had the dedication. The dedication was a couple weeks ago when uh, Elder Cook came to do the devotional, and we had a, an hour meeting, which was awesome. Uh, President Ward then gave a, uh, an unbelievable talk, uh, probably as, uh, as uniquely presented as anything I've heard. It was about Dr. James Naismith and how uh, basketball is, uh, is good for Christian values, and it was, uh, put, it was put together pretty well, and, and I think everybody who heard it, uh, was blessed from being there. It was, it was pretty cool. I, all our, our players all had things to say about it, which is 
very rare mm -hmm. when you go somewhere and somebody gives a nice talk they don't say a thing about it but they had something to say about this they were really impressed so that was a good a good opportunity for our guys and uh, the women's players and women's coaches and some of the boosters and the staff and the people around it but this will begin at 5 30 uh, with a dinner for the boosters who actually contributed to uh, the building financially along with the players and coaching staffs, their families, um, the women's coaches, their wives, uh, I mean, their uh, spouses. And so that would be a smaller group. And then we'll bring in the season ticket holders and the, 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 uh, the other uh, Cougar Club members who want to come visit. Uh, we'll break up into small groups and take them on tours all, all through the building and show them the weight room and the training room and the lounges and the, the office space and, um, you know, just the – uh, the, the gym floor and the Hall of Fame, and it, it's really an impressive building. Uh, and I think later after that, around 8, 8.30, it's open to the public till 10 o'clock. And so uh, anybody can come by and, and get a tour by one of the uh, maybe coaching staff, someone, one of the players. Uh, but uh, I look forward to, you know, have, letting everybody have a chance just to see it and walk through it. I think earlier in the day, the athletic staff, all the athletic staff members uh, in the athletic department can come through and see it. Um, and, and then it's a tough building to get into after that. <laughs> it's, yeah. uh, it's got a little, uh, you know, because it's open 24 hours for our players, and so there's security and there's you, the way you can swipe your hand and get in and out so those doors are locked all the time. Uh, and uh, then you have to have special access to be able to get in. But um, we're really excited for uh, the opportunity for our players to be able to to progress and build and fulfill their potential as a result of this building. I was able to walk one of the WCC's associate commissioners through the annex a couple of weeks ago, and he was here for one of our games. And he's like anybody else that walks through it. I mean, they all just believe it's it's just one of the most premier facilities in the country. It's really impressive. And, and you know, what you really hope is that um, – you know, is that you know? Obviously, the guys use it and they respect it, and they uh, and they understand the process of it being there. I mean, there's so many good players that have been through here that have kind of written their name, uh, you know, in 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 the concrete, so to speak, to be able to have that happen. Uh, the fact that the program is successful, we've had a nice run here. Uh, we've had really good players that have needed opportunities to continue to work out and play. That that got a, a group of people excited, got our administration excited, and then got a group of people excited to, to help finance that. And when you talk about the amount of money <clears throat> that was raised and, uh, you know, donated to be able to build that, it's, I mean, every penny came from the outside, from, you know, individual donors who said, let's, let's do this for the students and uh, we got it done. With the objective being that the ultimate payoff is uh, players who get better and teams that get better as a result. Absolutely. And, and you know, that our teams at, uh, at BYU are able to compete on a national level with anyone. And, and I think that that's, uh, you know, that's the goal and that's the, the purpose of that. And what you need are the 13 scholarship guys and then the other two non-scholarship guys that are on the roster that they – they put their heart and soul into improving themselves, and with that, it will improve our team. And, uh, and, and then the, the convenience of it. To, when you have two programs and you have one court, uh, just a Marriott Center, and you're trying to do times, and you got the, the devotional every week where they take the morning out and a lot of other Sunday night events that go on in there, 
um, just to be able to run your programs during the seasons with the second court would be awesome. All right, so BYU this season is a 19-10 and 10 program, 10-6 and 6 in the West Coast Conference. And last week, Coach, as we noted, a one-on-one week, a win over USD, and then nationally ranked St. Mary's comes in and gets you uh, on the weekend. Uh, your reflections on what went down last week. Well, I think the USD game um, was, was really a fight, and, and they've had problems playing in there. We've, we've had our way with San Diego in the Marriott Center. Um, and they beat us pretty good at their place this year, and so it was a pretty competitive game, pretty feisty game. I think that it, uh, both sides got, uh, you know, to where it was, it was, guys were playing with a lot of urgency, and we went on a great offensive run in the first half, and then we were able to hold them off and win the game uh, on, on Thursday. And then Saturday night, you know, the whole key to trying to beat St. Mary's is to get them out of their comfort zone. Their comfort zone is unique to anyone. They play 350 slowest, you know, whatever the pace is. is I mean, there might be one team that plays slower than they do. And so they actually came in dead last and remained that right th this week. Yeah. So they are the slowest yeah. team. Okay. Yeah. So what, what you're trying to do is get them out of what they're comfortable doing. And we've been successful doing that with the last couple teams in there. And we got the game a little bit faster and we got um, you know, uh, the, the score in a, an area where it made them a little bit uncomfortable. That did not happen the other night. They came in from start to finish, and uh, and it was just it, the pace was at their pace. The game was at their style, and we tried to combat it and stay with it. And, you know, the first 10 minutes, it was kind of back and forth a little bit, but then, uh, you know, they just methodically – got that thing done and you know you, I thought I told you to start the game I thought the team who rebounded the ball would would win the game and we out rebounded them uh, but their when they shot a shot their whole intention was not to let us get going the other way and so they sent the whole team back and I think they only ended up with three or four uh, offensive rebounds in the game but the thing that was really probably the most disheartening uh, to us as a group was that you know that we got laid into that game and it was at their pace they got what they wanted and we looked tired and we looked broken and i think that's a, a, a not very often has that happened uh you know with our teams and especially in the marriott center and uh hopefully our guys can understand that and realize that if you let that team play the way they want to play, they're going to beat probably everybody they play. That's just how it is. And the teams that have beat them, Gonzaga has beat them twice and UT Arlington beat them once, they got them all sped up and they got them out of their pace and they got them in an uncomfortable position. And if we get a chance at them again, hopefully our guys understand that that's the way that game needs to be played in order for us to have a chance to win. And I think that we can do that. We were much more successful at doing that in their building, which surprised me a little bit. And uh, hopefully that, uh, you know, we, we can get back on track this weekend, you know, start playing the way we want to play, and then understand that uh, there's a lot of challenges in every game, and you got to be able to get to that in order to be successful. Well, St. Mary's is locked into the two seed in Las Vegas. With a win, you're likely going to be the three, so you may indeed see St. Mary's again. Uh, which hasn't happened in Las Vegas, which is the weird thing. You've been in this league six years now. You've never seen St. Mary's in the conference tournament. Really? Is that true? That's true. 
You would know, Greg. Yeah, it's, it's one and you know what? I you probably see, should know because I've been there. Yeah. I've been at I, all of those You games. see the Zags almost all the time, and you haven't seen St. Mary's yet. It's just huh. worked out that way. Either they lose early or you lose early. It hasn't, it hasn't worked out. But a 2-3, if it turns out that way, would mean that you both won a game to get to, to, the, to the semis, and maybe this is the year for that. So we'll see if we get another crack at it. And if we do get a shot at him, I, I think hopefully our guys will really understand that there's uh, a method – to trying to beat them and to get them, and we need to do better at uh, getting that done. Okay, uh, we're going to take a break. When we come back, we'll have our guest for tonight. Now, next week, being our last show of the season, we expect to bring in a team captain. I think Nick Emery will be our guest and next week. Before we head to Las Vegas for our final show of the year, Nick will be back with us. Tonight, we have uh, Coach Tim Lacombe as our special guest, and uh, he joined your staff officially in 2007, and here we are in 2017, so it's yeah. a decade on the staff for Tim. We're in for a treat tonight, okay, because... Uh, Tim is a is a guy that under, the quiz can be will be extremely interesting because he's he's a, 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 a very varied interest varied yeah. interest yeah but uh, I'm telling you, he's a loyal guy I love him I love his family I mean he uh, he understands this game uh, he understands BYU he understands us he understands our family Cheryl and I and how we do things and it makes uh, you know going through this process. Uh, just tremendous when you've got a guy who is uh, a great basketball guy but also a great friend. Associate Head Coach Tim Lacombe is coming up next. We're brought to you in part by Smith's Market Fresh Groceries, fresh food for your family and fuel for your vehicle. Low prices, Market Fresh at Smith's. Coach Lacombe's coming up next. This is BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network back at Malawi's right after this. Every. Good to have you all with us. Fans on hand for our penultimate show of the season. Just one more to go next Wednesday back here at Malawi's then we're off to Las Vegas for the West Coast Conference Tournament. Please welcome with one more rousing round of applause tonight's guest, Associate Head Coach Tim Lacombe is with us tonight. Tim, good to have you with us. Thank you for coming on. Good to be here. I, I was surprised it wasn't a sellout. I think there was people coming out the door when they heard I was in No, here. it's a partial sellout tonight. Okay. Yeah, right. partial sellout. So Tim making his annual appearance uh, this evening, and I mentioned before the break, it's 10 years on the staff. Does that blow you away a little bit? Kind of blows me away. It's a long time, um, but it's been an awesome time, an awesome journey, and, you know, it's actually been good to sit here tonight and watch clips behind us of uh, the season. I think sometimes you get so caught up in day-to-day, -day and it's the body of work, you know, and uh, working along coach, side coach rows, I've learned so much, and I've learned, I worked around great coaches, but no one even close to, you know, the type of person, the type of coach, and the way this guy treats people, it's, it's awesome. The clips you're talking about take us through the season, which is now going to reach its 30th game here on Thursday. Uh, you throw a couple exhibitions in, a Cougar tip-off, a month of practice or so, a month and a half before the season begins. It's been quite the grind to this point to get to 30 games. You're 19 and 10. How do you look back at the first uh, 29 games? And with what's to come, how do you view uh, the short-term future for this group? Well, it's, it's, uh, it's, been a, you know, it's been an interesting year. There's obviously been some high points and low points, but I think overall uh, when you're – we're dealing with kind of the the group that we're dealing with and some of the, the cards we've been dealt in terms of injuries. You know, I think that it's been a thing that you're flying down the freeway at 75 and sometimes, you know, you, you can't pull the car over to try to tweak it. you got to keep on the fly. So um, there's certainly been great things about it. I think we the most important thing is I think we have a group of guys that are totally committed and their character is, you know, talking about it today as a staff, our, our character on this team is awesome little bit inexperienced, but they're getting a lot of experience this year, and uh, hopefully 
as the season goes on and then you know in th they'll kind of know what to expect and that uh, that will fuel their their uh, determination going forward and coach rose the fact that uh, we just had a senior night without a senior in uniform uh is is a significant part of this season's story isn't it yeah I mean, that was sad uh, for for a lot of people uh, you know as um you know obviously katie and, and lj want to get out there and help this team and, and want to play and I had the guys, I told you on the radio, I had the guys actually speak to the team before the game, the first time I've ever done that. But it's the first time I've ever had seniors not actually participating in the game. And it was really kind of emotional to, to, to hear what the, what the guys had to say to the guys, what the seniors had to say to the guys coming. And, and both of them uh, were just uh, so appreciative to those players for how they made them feel and, and with the team camaraderie that they have and the, the bond. And those are special things. I, I think that one thing that has always been uh, a real priority for us and our teams is how we finish. And there's that's yet to be determined. And there's a lot of good things that I believe can happen with this team. And I think our guys believe it, and we just got to go make it happen. Uh, Coach Lacombe, you, you and the staff, you, you set up a, a scenario that you hope is a best-case scenario in terms of how the season will go, but it almost never turns out exactly the way you anticipate it. It's a matter of, uh, you know, again, changing on the fly, and this year the changes have been pretty, uh, pretty notable uh, personnel-wise, haven't they? I think if we could all choose, we'd be 29-0. and 0. I think that would actually be the, the, the best, you know, op option. But uh, very rarely do you go through anything without uh, a little bit of adversity and some trials and things like that. So I think the mark of, uh, you know, of being a good coach and being a good player is how do you handle when things don't always go the way you want them to. Um, and we've certainly, you know, done pretty well on some of those situations and we've, we've come short on some, but I think that's something we're constantly trying to work on in, in our guys certainly want you know they want to win every game so they're they're doing everything they can you'll be on the road this week for back-to-back -back road games only the second time in your six wc seasons that you will end the season with back-to-back -back road games but the only other time it happened it was at portland at gonzaga and you won them both and that was uh, and that, that was one of the better weekends you've had in, in recent memory that if we could recreate that that would be that would be great so that's the plan and uh the guys had a great practice today very spirited you know went after it pretty good and uh we just got to get prepared. Most important game right now is Thursday, and that's what we got to focus on is make sure we're ready to go. Yeah, Coach Rose, how did you feel about how the guys came back for you today? Well, I, I think that, you know, today is, it's funny because we've had two of these days now where you don't go to school. Uh, we had the Martin Luther King holiday and then the President's holiday, and it's a different group of guys when you get them probably straight from bed, you know. Um, <clears throat> they... Uh, then when they go to class and they, you know, go through, you know, all their different things that they have. But I, I felt like, uh, you know, we do a drill, uh, four-minute drill shooting and start off in practice. And uh, we're usually somewhere between 175 and 185 makes. We started with 240 makes, mo most we've ever had, which tells you that the group came uh, with the ter determination to be better than the last time we were in there, which is good. I, I do believe that some of the frustration sometimes in this, and Tim says it, I mean, we, we talk to our guys every year. We want to win every game. That's our plan. That's what we're doing. It's really difficult to do, and, and I think the last team to do it was 81 or 82, Bobby Knight's team at, at Indiana. But we've got a team in our league who's doing it, and we're not doing it, and it's, it's really close, and it's really f emotional, and, and I think sometimes that, that that can help fuel a frustration if, you, if you're not careful, and that's important for us to, 
to make sure that uh, we keep our guys in the right frame of mind, knowing that this thing is all about how we finish, and let's finish strong. And BYU has been able to finish in such a way that uh, the average number of wins every year is, is a high number, and there's postseason play at the highest levels every year. And Coach Lacombe, you've been involved in 10, basically 10 of Coach Rose's 12 years here at BYU, and, and you've seen him hit the 300-win plateau faster than almost anybody else. And uh, I hope people out there appreciate what goes into that kind of number year to year to be at a place where you could have that kind of landmark. Well, it's certainly not a given. And I think one of my favorite um quotes I take from coach you know over the years is he talks about how difficult it is to win a game and doesn't matter who you're playing they've got a plan and they've got a uh, you know they spend time practicing and they have scout a scout just like you do um, and they're playing with kids too and so it's a matter of you know figuring it out and it's amazing to me you know because I've been around uh, the state of basketball, you know, I've been, I was at University of Utah with Coach Majerus and, and Coach Giacoletti, and those are two pretty different type situations. You know, when Coach Majerus was there, it was so weird when we'd lose a game, period. And I remember when uh, we lost a home game to Fresno State, Dominic Young hit a shot and went and, and you know, basically sumoed, wrestled Tark down to the floor. And I was standing there because it was so bizarre to watch someone else come and win in our place. Um, and over the years, it's, I mean, it's kind of strange, but that's kind of how, you know, you, when your coach rose, you walk out there and you expect to win the game because he, he gets us all prepared. He gets the guys prepared. Um, and then with Coach Giacoletti, we kind of, we had a young team. And we struggled a little bit. So just the varied um, experience, but being here and watching the number of games that, you know, coaches won is, is remarkable. I think when you, you, you tweeted out something about, Bobby Knight was he was right there in Bobby Knight's company to it's win him, John Thompson and Dave Rose. Yeah, I mean, uh, in terms of how many games it took to get to 300. Not sure yeah. how much people have watched basketball, but those two guys, Bobby Knight and John Thompson, are like they're 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 hanging at the Hall of Fame, you know. And so, it, it sometimes we do have to step back and and again look at the body work and go, wow, this is uh, pretty pretty remarkable. When when 1920 wins becomes a little bit of a disappointment, sometimes you might you know want to check it. Okay, we will see how, uh, how Tim Lacombe does on this week's 10-question pop quiz. Surely not to be disappointing when we come back after the break. Tim Lacombe takes, Lacomb takes on the quiz as we continue with BYU Basketball. Dave Rose here on the new skin Cougar, IMG Sports Network, KSL News Radio, BYU Basketball Facebook Live, and Periscope on BYU Cougars. Back after this. Welcome back to Malawi's here in the shops at Riverwoods for BYU Basketball. Dave Rose. On the new skin, Cougar, IMG Sports Network. Greg with the head coach, the Cougars, and associate head coach, Tim Lacombe, a special guest. It is that time when player or coach gets the infamous 10-question pop quiz. Last week, because of an, an accounting error, Davin Gwynn got 11 questions. But we're back to 10 this week. Uh, question number one just for Tim. before you ask this, so when I took, my son just took the ACT this year, and he did pretty well compared to me. But I literally got... What was your score when you took it? I'm not talking okay. about that. Okay. But I got in a crunch for time, so I just marked ACDC down the <laughs> Scantron. Right. You know. You're probably going to hit a decent number doing it that yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, who is the Boston Red Sox all-time leader in career pitching victories? Boston Red Sox all-time leader in career pitching victories. Tim fashions himself as a bit of a Red Sox fan, served his mission in Boston. Wow. Uh, there are a couple guys you got to think of are right in the mix, and I think you'll, you'll probably get the right one. Pedro? Pedro is a little further down the list. He's like four or five. Oh. But the other guy's going to have to be... 
If it's not Pedro, it's going to be Roger, right? Oh, Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens. I, Roger I don't know. I have a hard time with that one because of the steroids deal. And, and plus he went to Toronto as well. And so the that, Yankees. Yeah. And the Yankees. <laughs> Roger and Cy Young are tied, by the way, in all-time career pitching victories so for the Red Sox. So one. Over one, but okay. we're going to pick it up here. Who are the original members of Van Halen? Uh, Eddie Van Halen, Alex Van Halen. Correct. The Van Halen brothers, both born in the Netherlands. Michael Anthony Mike, on the base. Correct. And David Lee Roth. There you go. Those are the four. Yeah. <laughs> Your first regular season game as a BYU staff member came where and against which team? I'll never forget it. Uh, at Long Beach State. It was, I thought that's what that was going to be every night. We, just, <laughs> we ran them out of there. At the Pyramid, BYU won it by 40 that night. Uh, I think it was Jimmy Fredette's debut as a freshman. 74 to 34 was the score that night. One, BYU of, my, Long Beach one State. of my great friends is Dan Monson, who's the head coach. He, that was his first game it was. at Long Beach, and he doesn't ever let me forget that one. <laughs> Number three. Uh, number four, you are two for three. Uh, question four, which member of the BYU coaching staff has the largest collection of athletic shoes? Terry Nashville. And it's not close, is it? No. Okay. Uh, question five, which three teams did BYU defeat on the way to the 2016 NIT semifinals at Madison Square Garden? We beat uh, UAB, mm -hmm. Virginia Tech, and Creighton. That is correct, three for three. Question number six, Dave Rose is 10th in active career coaching win percentage, 10th nationally. Can you name five of the other coaches in the top 10? Mark Few. Mark Few is number one. Right now, that's a sore topic. <laughs> he happens to be in our league. Uh, Bill Self. Bill Self is number five. Uh, Coach K. Coach K is number four. Roy Williams. Is number two. And Give me one more. Um, garbage. I could give you a hint, but I don't want to. I don't want to take all day either, though. SEC coach. Oh, John Calipari. Coach Cal's number three. You also have Sean Miller, Thad Mata, Rick Pitino, Steve Prom. Those are the other guys. Way to go. Uh, question seven. What is the name of the Boston Celtics mascot? Lucky. Lucky the Leprechaun. That is correct. Uh, question eight. Which band have you seen most often perform live? Best, or most uh, often I've seen live, I would say uh, Def Leppard. Def Leppard. Not a bad, t not a bad uh, uh, band to say it's number one on your list. Are they still hanging in there, by the way? Yeah, they're coming again this summer. Okay. They're like the Energizer Bunny. They, they just, just never quit. Cranking it out. Late night television. Jimmy Fallon, Seth Meyers, James Corden, Stephen Colbert, Conan O'Brien, or none of the above. None of the above. No you're, time. You're too busy breaking down film. Uh, question 10. Last one. Which former BYU player has a roster, a listed roster hometown of Laverne, California? Wow. Former roster? Uh, yep. Not too far away. Right. Brock Silstra. Brock Silstra. Nicely done. Way to go. All right, all right Greg. I got a, I got a uh, question for you. Uh -oh. One question. And it's uh, what Tim and I have in common in the last month with our family members. Something's happened with our family members in the last month that is similar. Uh, got engaged. Hey, there you go. Tim's oldest, Allie, got engaged. She's getting married in May. May and he, she's here with uh, Matt, her fiance, and then Taylor, my youngest daughter, is marrying a uh, youngster out of uh, North Carolina, Willie Sauer. So that's uh, pretty interesting that you go through a season with a guy, you're coaching, and both your daughters get engaged in the same year. That's never happened. The coach, first time for coach, me. Coach asked me this week, he said. Congrats to Allie and Taylor. He said, hey, uh, after San Diego game, he says, is it possible? Can I borrow one of your guitars? <laughs>
What do you need my guitar for? It was for the engagement. It was for the. He used he, my guitar. He's a. In so fact, they they both sing together. You've you've put the I little deal together. Out about their stuff. And Allie yeah. and Taylor used to sing together, so I knew they had a guitar. We couldn't pull the thing off using Taylor's guitar because then she'd know that it, what was happening. So we uh, <laughs> kind of shared there. Got an assist from the, awesome. from the guy. Congrats to both of you and uh, Taylor and Allie, and uh, congrats to you, Tim, for basically acing the quiz. Nicely done on that. Thank tonight. you. One one last thing. I just yeah. wanted to, my family's here. Coach's wife's here. I just wanted. It's amazing the stress and craziness we put them through. So I'm grateful to them. You know, our families, all of our staff. They're. It's amazing to have to live with us for the number of months they do during the season, off-season, whatever, but grateful to all them. That's, they're a big part of this thing. All right, thanks to all you guys as well then, family members. All right, thanks, Tim. Good stuff. BYU basketball, Dave Rose, after this. Welcome back to Malawi's here in the shops at Riverwoods in Provo for more BYU basketball. Dave Rose here on the new skin Cougar IMG Sports Network. We're brought to you in part by Minky Couture, designer luxury blankets. It's that time of the show where we uh, turn it over to our fans. In the uh, here at Malawi's with a wireless mic and intern Chase has the mic. We got fan questions for Coach Rose, some BYU Q and A to help wrap up the show. And uh, Chase, who do we have with us here? A young man we named. A, we got a question from seven-year-old Curtis. Why did you start coaching? Whoa! <laughs> I've asked myself a lot of that question <laughs> in the last couple of weeks. Um, the reason I started coaching is because uh, uh, I love. I love basketball. Uh, I played it my whole life. I started to realize that I was going to graduate and basketball was going to be kind of left behind. Uh, and I didn't want to. I didn't, I didn't want to leave it behind. So I decided that uh, I'd change my major and then try to find a way into stay on a team. That's the best thing I love about coaching is that every year I get to be on a team and we get to figure out ways to try to you know, be together and, and win and be successful. So that's why I started doing it. Thanks, Curtis. Did you initially think you'd be headed for the oil patch? <laughs> yeah, I thought, I thought I'd follow my, uh, you know, my dad was in the oil business and, uh, you know, my brother was in, the, he, he got his accounting degree here from uh, BYU and my sister did the same. And so I thought I'd be in, you know, uh, into kind of some kind of financial, you know, business part of life but uh i ended up doing this and it's been quite a ride 30 this will be my when i'm finishing my 33rd year doing it so and it's been a good life it's been good yeah basketball's been very very good to me <laughs> basketball <Yeah. laughs> takes you back to the old snl days all right uh who do we have chase so we got mary jackman she was a little too embarrassed to ask her question but you're she, asking for mary i'm asking for okay. mary so she said what do you think when you see replays of yourself getting mad at the refs Ooh. I, I think that I'm probably a little bit out of control and uh, wished that I, w I wouldn't have put that face on my face <laughs> as I'm discussing things with the officials. But uh, there's one thing about it is my family gets a lot of, lot of laughters out of it. Uh, <laughs> and it doesn't seem to be very long until it's screenshot and I get to see it somewhere. So, But I, w I w I w if I could... If I could uh, delete those things before the you know where they got out there that i, I i'd like to find a way to maybe do that because i'm not that proud of it roy williams does it all the time but i've only seen one coat throw from you that i remember yeah i got that off quick everyone told me that, <laughs> that was, yeah. i mean the important thing is to not get hung up on That's it right. make yourself look goofy it That's just right. comes off quick and that was uh, some guys try to get it off and they actually end up tripping you know but i just got it off quick that was that was quite that was quite well done uh it, made, it really kind of finished off the whole move uh all right we'll take a break we'll come we have more questions chase next segment 
All right, we have a couple more. All right, we'll come back after this. More uh, Q&A with Coach Rose on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose here on the New Skin Cougar, IMG Sports Network, BYU Basketball Facebook Live, Periscope Live as well. Welcome back to Malawi's here in the shops at Riverwoods in Provo for BYU Basketball with Dave Rose. Good to have you with us here. Whether you're listening in, watching us, or here at Malawi's here in the shops at Riverwoods, our second to last show of the season. We've got to that time of the year. Our show next week will be preceding BYU's trip to Las Vegas for the West Coast Conference Tournament. We have a couple minutes left in the show, a couple last minutes for some BYU questions for Coach Rose, and they're from our fans here at Malawi's. And intern Chase, Chase Waite, has the wireless microphone. Chase. Thanks, Greg. we got Miriam here with a question. Hey, Coach, what do you say or do with your team to help them get over a tough loss like the St. Mary's loss? Well, I, I think that uh, <clears throat> every game it's a little bit different because your situation's different. Sometimes when you lose a tough game, you know, you, you played really well and you just couldn't get over the hump to beat them. Other times, uh, like this game against St. Mary's where, you know, at but in the last 10 minutes of that game, they, they were just kind of had their way with us. And I could see the guys – you know, getting really discouraged and kind of losing confidence in themselves. And so after this game, specifically the St. Mary's game, it's, it's really more about, uh, about confidence and having guys believe in themselves and believe in each other as teammates and probably more importantly to believe in the, the coaches and the staff that what we're doing, uh, if we do it right, will help us to be successful the next time we go out. And so Hopefully those are the things that have been communicating the last couple of days, and then tomorrow we'll really get on Portland and, and start to uh, uh, to work on them. I guess I, I didn't know this, but I guess they played a game tonight. Huh? They played Walla Walla tonight. I saw, saw a game. score come across. 96. I didn't know that was, their, that was the men's team. I guess it was them playing tonight. We'll see, uh, but, but uh, that's good news if, if uh, we got a game from Monday, if that's uh, what, what happened tonight. So we'll look forward to uh, breaking all that down. Yeah, it's a, it's a 70. It, yeah, they finished it out 96 to 58, and they had a guy score that I had not recalled seeing on the floor the last time we played them. We're playing a couple guys that hadn't been uh, playing for them last time we saw them. So they're going deep down the bench right and, now. Yeah, and, and you know he's had they've had trouble since they lost their point guard, and uh, uh, this might be like the first game they won in in a month or two. So uh, yeah, but we'll have to deal with all that when we get up there on Thursday because uh, th those guys played us well here, and and we we, we need to. Uh, really play well and get back on track. It ends a 14-game losing streak for the Pilots tonight, 96-58 over at Walla Walla. Uh, Alec Monson is a kid that closed it out for him, and he hasn't been playing. All right, uh, Chase, final last question here. Yep, one last question from Brian. Coach, which colleges or NBA teams do you admire or seek to emulate with the BYU program? Well, you know, I think that uh, <clears throat> I've, I've always been a fan of North Carolina. Uh, I, I think that... Uh, the, the fact that they play fast, I, I've, I've kind of, you know, struck up a relationship with uh, Coach Williams quite a few years ago, and uh, you know, we played them when I was at Houston uh, in the Final Four, the year they actually won the championship in New Orleans, uh, and so th that's I've been back there a few times and went through their Hall of Fame, and we were just kind of looking at what we we're going to do with our our building that we built. Uh, spoke uh, at, at uh, Coach Williams. Uh, cancer breakfast that he puts on every year so um i and i like the way they play i like watching their games and always have um uh professional teams um you know i was always a fan when i was young of uh, of the lakers i was born and raised in la and until we moved to houston but i, I think the team i really like watching over the years now are the spurs i've, I've been a real 
Uh, I just like the way that in a pro game that the way they share the ball on offense, I think defensively they're really, really sound. Pop is a guy that I wish – I wish I could get away with he what he gets away with. He, can, he says whatever he wants, exactly what he wants to say. Uh, but he's a, an unbelievable coach. I'm excited to see him coach um, our Olympic team. Yeah, I think that will be will be great for the guys, and I, I think that uh, he'll put a great uh, uh, great product out there. I'm looking forward to that. Fans, thanks for the questions. We'll come back and say so long. You're on BYU Basketball with Dave Rose on the New Skin Cougar, IMG Sports Network. We're late. we got to be quick. Coach Dave Rose, a quick note about the, the weekend road trip here. Well, I, I think we just talked about it, that uh, the year we went up and swept that trip, I think that's what we'd love to do. But, but most of all, we got to get this uh, first game, this Thursday game, and play well. and then hopefully catch lightning in a bottle at that uh, Gonzaga game. Won the last two up there. Folks, thanks for being here and joining us on BYU Basketball. Dave Rose, we'll see you next week. Good night, everybody.